Welcome to the She Illuminates podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting, and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things, and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the She Illuminates podcast. And today I want to talk to you about living a vibrant life with Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you and be real honest with you. Sometimes life is chaotic. It is messy. And when you're in the day to day grind, your focus is not really on how much I can pour into Jesus. It is like, God, I am just trying to get through the day, figure out where I'm supposed to be and keep my head on. But I want to encourage you guys that God did not call us to lives like that just to be mediocre and just go through the flow. He's called us to be full of energy, full of life and full of his abundance. And so today I have a special guest, Sarah Martin, who's written a book about making Jesus famous. And so why not talk about that topic and how we can live a more vibrant life with Jesus? So, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. And can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun connecting with you online. And now we actually get to talk virtually and what great technology to learn. Love it. So like you said, I'm Sarah. I like to say like many of us do, we wear many hats as moms and wives and women in general, but I'm a wife, a mom, a friend. I'm also an author and a speaker and I'm a wannabe artist. I am super passionate, like you said, Chanel, that um, to just encourage women to rise up off the couch of complacent faith and make Jesus famous in every square inch of our lives. So that is just really what drives me these days. And I really appreciate you having me today. Yes. And thank you so much. And you guys, you got to definitely go check out our Instagram feed. She says, and trying to be artists, but I love checking out your feed and how vibrant and full of life it is. And it definitely encourages you to just be in the abundance of God. And so today, you guys, I really just want us to chat about what it is to have a vibrant life with Jesus and what that looks like. And so I kind of briefly just looked up what the definition of vibrant is. The dictionary says that it's about full of energy, enthusiasm, passionate. We have to really kind of step back and ask ourselves in our faith journey, do we really feel those type of emotions with our relationship with Jesus? Does our life reflect that? And I think these are honest self-discovery questions that we can sit back because it allows us to acknowledge what are those things in our life that may be holding us back or keeping us from fully walking in the abundance of God. So, Sarah, I want to ask you, what does it mean to be vibrant for God or what does it look like to walk that out daily? Such a great question. I I love that you asked me that because this is a theme that I've had on my heart for years now. When I wrote my book, Just Rise Up, A Call to Make Jesus Famous. That was just my way of, I'm a cheerleader at heart. So I am naturally just over the top with my expressions, my emotions. And I'm, I'm learning to own that as I get older. But I realize I'm living this place of vibrant faith. And the words just kind of came to me. And so it's a theme that I've been writing about lately, teaching on. And for me, what vibrant life looks like doesn't have to be your cheerleader, 
hot fuchsia pink you know life living if you look at my instagram just to be straight up y'all it's pretty like you said Jamal, it's pretty bold and bright um and that's kind of my life too but that doesn't have to be your vibrant faith so what vibrant faith looks like for me and it gets pretty i'll kind of dive really a little bit deep if that's okay with you what i started realizing throughout my own journey with the lord is that our emotions can't always dictate our faith. And when we just aren't feeling it, maybe we feel blah, maybe we feel stuck. And you're like, I'm just not feeling it with my relationship with the Lord. That is where we're in a place where we're, it's not a vibrant situation. Like we're, let's just be straight up. And I'm not always vibrant. I can ride that roller coaster of emotion just like anybody else. But I came to an understanding that I must look at my faith based on truth, not emotions. So how do I do that? Well, like I said, it's all about making Jesus famous in every square inch of our life. So there's this quote by Abraham Kuyper, and it says, there's not one square inch of the entire universe where Christ, who is sovereign above all, does not claim mine. When I heard that at a discipleship program I was in years ago, it made this all click. It made me get over myself and realize that when I cross that line of getting over myself and getting into the bigger space of seeking out who Jesus is in every square inch of my life, I did not fall into the trap of, I'm just not feeling it. So maybe God doesn't love me, or maybe my faith isn't strong enough, or maybe I'm not doing the right things, reading my Bible or reading, you know, or worshiping the right way. I think we fall into that trap in kind of the American church of what the right way to do life with the Lord is. And so that led me on this journey of what it looks like to make Jesus famous. And I talk a lot about that in, in my book, Just Rise Up. But as I kept living that, and you know how scripture says we go from glory to glory. And if we sit and say, Lord, take me to more, take me to more, he, he does take us to more of an understanding. So that's where really this kind of vibrant life conversation went. And it's kind of a bait and switch because you think I'm going to talk about being this vibrant, bold, and it is, it's bold faith. But what it really means is seeking after God first, like I said before, sitting under his glory and goodness, seeking after who he is, because I think we get in this trap of even when we sit with our Bible with such great intentions, or even when we're in sermons or worshiping, we make it so much about ourselves. And that's really where we fall short because y'all, I get sick of myself pretty fast. I get sick of myself. And then it's like this feeling. And, and I don't think everybody realizes that kind of blah faith, blah life, you know, kind of just meh feeling comes because probably we need to get over ourselves. And so that's really where the Lord just started continuing me on this journey of seeking after his character, his nature, his goodness, looking at the Bible through the lens of Lord, what are you teaching me about you right now? Instead of saying, okay, what is this about me right now? When we look at that, we get this broader picture. Our eyes start to open up to bigger and more glory concepts. And I say glory because I love the idea of in scripture, when Moses is in the presence of the Lord and his countenance is bright, so bright that they had to put a veil 
over him because it would have really freaked out the Israelites. Thank goodness now we, we can be in the presence of Jesus and we can be unveiled because of the cross, because of Jesus. Okay, this is what's so funny. If you don't mind me jumping in with this, I don't know what Enneagram you are. We didn't quite talk about that before, but I'm very much of an Enneagram three. So what is that? An achiever? Everyone look at me. Like, like, like I love to, to be in front of people and the Lord has really, and like kind of perform kind of thing. And, and that the Lord has really showed me that bleeds into my faith. There's this level of humility in this journey. The Lord has really been walking me through. And that's what's so funny that I wrote this book about making Jesus famous because I am the chief of sinners with like wanting that fame for myself. And I know it's not just the Enneagram three thing. I mean, I'm sure y'all can all enter in with me (laughs) into this. I know I'm not the only one. So the whole idea is a vibrant faith is sitting under God's glory first, seeking and asking those questions. Who do you say you are? Who are you in this scripture right now? What are you doing in the scripture? Keeping ourselves out of it, even for a moment, because we have to get that bigger picture of him. Then and only then asking, Lord, who do you say I am? And I have this visual of once we sit under that glory, like Moses did, God then shines down. It's a vibrant light shining down and illuminating. I love how you use the word illuminate. She illuminates. That's what I love that we're connecting right now. Illuminating who he created us to be. Yes. For only if, but only starting with Lord, who do you say you are? And when we get kind of in this space of getting over ourselves and making much of Jesus, that is vibrant life because God's glory is unsearchable. His nature is unsearchable. We don't get bored. And I think a lot of that, when we get, we get bored with ourselves and we make it much of ourselves and then it turns into this law of faith type of situation. So I could preach all day long about that girl, <laughs> but that's just the, um, kind of the overarching idea. I love that, you know, and it's something that I'm even learning in my faith walk, you know, is that it is, it's so easy to only go after God and about what you desire and what you want. And what you're telling us is that it is so important to make sure he is first, that we sit under his glory, we sit under his authority. And we just, I think one thing I shifted in my own personal walk is just really, truly getting to understand who is God? Who is he? And who did he create me to be? And really just taking that that mindset of not always going to him to be asking him for something, to bless something, to open up a door, to show me something, but saying, God, I just want to sit here in your presence because I want more of you. I want to yes. get to know you more intimately. And I think you said, you hit it right on the head. We have to die to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, there may be people listening like, oh, she's stepping on my toes and may not like that, but it's the truth. We have to right. die to ourselves. He even told us to take up your cross and follow him, meaning we have to have this mindset that we're going to focus solely on God. And I have been really preaching and teaching to a lot of ladies about purpose because everybody wants mm-hmm. to know what's my yeah. question, all of that. But I say your purpose is not this big grand scheme thing you're searching your life for. God already put it in you, but your purpose is tied to your position with him. So if right. you position yourself, align yourself under his glory, under his authority, and focus on that. I'm just going to do yeah. it. Don't focus on what you can do for him because he don't really need us to do anything. No, right. He, he just wants us to align with him so that he can reveal to us who he is. 
and the magnitude of the power that, and the strength that yeah. we go for. And once we align with that and position ourselves with that, then we become vessels being able to be used by him. And so that, in return, allows us to be the product of walking aligned with God for his will and his purpose. Right. And it's when we shift our thought process of saying, God, this is not about me. And it's not about the emotions because I've dealt with that, too. My emotions were just this last week. I was all over the place, wanting to quit stuff, wanting to throw in the towel, <laughs> home front, questioning every single thing. And God reminded me through my time with him and through other people that, your focus got a little bit off track, sweetie. You need to bring your little self back over here. Right. Time at my feet and get back to just being my daughter. Being yes. and just experience the beauty of what I want to share with you. And I think that's, for me, what a vibrant life is, is really owning the fact that this is not about Shamel. This is not about the things I seek, the desires I have. Those things are my products that God allows for me to walk in, but really it's about me having an intimate relationship with God, learning more about him daily and how I take his character and who he is and shine that, illuminate right. into my life so that I can live in this, this life full of energy, full of God, because I get to impact the world, not for my benefit, but for his, because at the end of the day, we're supposed to make him famous. We are supposed to make right. discipleship make disciples and bring people to him so that they can know him yeah. and experience the vibrant and the abundance life that he's called them to. So, so I'm good. so glad that you brought that out that is much bigger than us and that we have to allow ourselves to step back and reframe our thoughts and our mindset about what our life is really about. And so one of the things I want to kind of lead us into is you have a blog and it's called what live it out i think mm -hmm. yeah yeah out. so i want to chat about that because i think that runs hand in hand like you're talking about the vibrant life so now we're shifting to what that looks like daily you know so just to continue to encourage women what it means to like live it out like what it is to yeah. be famous so yeah you hear a little bit about that yes i would love to and i think i'm a very practical person so i'm constantly like Lord, okay how do we practically do this I love the idea of sitting in the presence of Jesus. I like to say, you know, vibrant life is in the presence of Jesus. But the, and that is a pretty wide open concept. Sometimes I find myself in these places while we're talking about emotions and kind of riding that roller coaster of emotions. A very practical way of living out a vibrant life in the presence of Jesus is taking time to stop in that situation, in that turmoil of emotion. For me, it's usually. I need to check my pride. <laughs> pride is a big thing for me. And I ask myself, okay, Lord, where are you moving in the situation? What are, what is your bigger picture in this situation? What are you doing above and beyond my judgmental self at this point of what I think is right and what I think should be happening? And then, so whatever the situation might be that stirs us up for good or for hard and sticky. Right. Seriously, ask stopping, coming into the presence of Jesus. And that just means sitting, taking a deep breath and praying and asking the Lord, where are you moving? What are you doing here? What is your bigger picture? And how can I serve in this situation? How can I humble myself? Because that's what the word says, that we are to be servants. 
how can I serve in this situation? And it always means me, Sarah, scooting my patootie back, sitting down and getting over myself and saying, okay, this is not about Sarah. This is not about my emotions. This is about, you know, what God is doing. And it might mean that I'm physically serving. Okay. I think sometimes to get over that blah, kind of Mm -hmm. that that blah feeling of when we just feel bored or meh, whatever. Um, My aunt told me years ago when my husband was deployed. So my husband was in Iraq when the first part of the war started in 2003. And I was just beside myself, but I didn't have any kids. I was like, I I didn't have anybody to take care of. It was just me. Like there's seriously, like I could have had a lot more on my plate than I did, but then I was feeling sorry for myself. And I mean, it it was real. That was hard. It was stressful. However, my aunt, who's this, you know, wonderful redhead Southern lady, she said, Sarah, you just need to get over yourself and go serve someone. (laughs) Go find a mom who has kids. Go find somebody that you can go watch their kids, make them dinner, Go get out of your center right here and get out of yourself, like I said earlier, and serve. And so it really does, though, come to a more meaningful place, though, when we say, okay, we kind of put on these gospel lenses of, of Lord, where where are you working here? How do I die? Like you said, die to myself, but see your bigger picture. And uh, when we're faithful to sit, God is faithful to speak and guide and direct us. And it makes the situation more meaningful because he really doesn't waste anything. There's usually something to learn in that, that we grow and we, we, we come closer to him in that journey too. So, yes, I love that. And I'm like you, there's moments when I simply have to, I feel him saying, fall back, girl. I'm trying, I'm trying to speak to you. I'm trying to direct you, but because you want to do things yourself and do it on your time frame or be so focused on what other people do because let's not lie. We get on Instagram and we'll compare ourselves and we're like, oh, let me go try this because oh girl over here is doing it, so I should be able to do it. And so then your your life is not vibrant in the way he defines it, but it's more right. after things when you didn't take time to say, is this what Jesus want me to be doing anyway? Right. And right. So we're sitting it. under the glory of somebody else. Yes. Or what we an idol that we might have erected in the process instead of sitting in the presence of God and letting him illuminate our path forward. Yes. And I love that. And, and that's the key. A lot of people will say, well, how do I get to that place? We, we share today. You have to sit under his glory. You have to position yourself to hear from God, to learn from him so that the more you spend with him, the more he reveals, the more he mm-hmm. speaks. And the more he's going to align you where he wants you to be. And I think that's the key is that we miss that sometimes because we're so in this fast lane of I want to make it happen. And I'm not knocking the, the theme of make things happen and go after things because I'm a very driven person. And I love right, me too. goals and stuff like that. But I've come to learn that when I feel that noise or feel this like this burden or feeling myself just ugh, like you say, like you. You're tired of yourself. You're bored. <laughs> that means I need to fall back and I need to get back and sit in the presence of God and have, we chat about like meaningful conversations about the bigger picture. And I like how you said, be still 
Like that's a tip right there. Learn to push pause. That is something I've been sharing to a lot of ladies. It is okay to push pause to step yes. away, to make that time to ask these kind of questions. God, what are you doing in my life right now? How do you want me to show up? What's the bigger picture? Instead of trying to race through it, let me slow down and savor being present, savor showing up where he's called me to. So I yeah. love, love that yeah. so much. So let's chat about just a few tips that if ladies are interested in your book, can you share a little bit more about, again, the name of your book and how you're encouraging women to embrace this lifestyle of making God famous? Yeah. So my book is called Just Rise Up, A Call to Make Jesus Famous. And it is a, what I had this imagery of just, like I said in my intro, encouraging women, almost even exhorting women. I like to be that friend that grabs you by the hand and said, let's go. Like, let's go. I have this visual of, I love grabbing, grabbing women by the hand and just leading them to the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that's what just rise up. It means coming off that couch of complacent faith, coming to a place of, um, a lifestyle of worship, uh, with a humble posture before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then we submit our dreams and our agenda to him and come under his glory and his, and his purpose. Like we talked about so much already. And then influencing others to do the same, which is discipleship. I love just being that girlfriend that says, Hey, let's do this together, but I'm going to lead you to Jesus. And then I'm going to step back because that's between you and the Lord. And yes, we do this thing together. But when it comes down to it, I love just giving women the tools to sit with the Lord in scripture study and journaling and asking those questions of how do I rise up off that couch of complacent faith? How do I make Jesus famous? in every pocket of my life. All it does is comes down to is making space to sit and be quiet and listen, asking him those bigger questions of where you're moving, God. And then just being very intentional of having continual conversations with the Lord throughout the day, just being cognizant of where he's moving. And that takes practice. It takes practice and intentionality. And I don't get it right. I, I, you know, I don't get it right every day or every other day. The Lord is so graceful. And one of my biggest things that I love to tell women is, yes, there's a way. Yes, there's there's tools to study the Bible. And we should, we should ask Him and see, okay, Lord, how do I have consistent time with you? Because that is important. But it doesn't have to look the same every day. And we don't have to get in that rut of, if we have our Bible and we have our coffee or tea in front of our perfectly quaffed living room or the, or, and take a picture of it. It didn't happen on Instagram. You know, like sometimes my interaction, a lot of times my interaction with the Lord is in carpool line, Yes, (laughs) you know, or, or while I'm blow drying my hair and taking a shower and, and I'm not distracted with other things. So I'm intentionally saying, okay, God, I have a pocket of time. We should really integrate him into every part of the life. Being intentional where you can find space of that kind of that margin in your day of saying, God, this is for you. Like, talk to me. I want to hear from you. And not just saying, okay, this is Lord. This is what I got for you. Here, 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 here. It comes that place of Jeremiah. Yes, we love Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm -hmm. Scripture. Yes, obviously, his plans to prosper us, give us hope and a future. But we often leave out 29, 11, 13, 14. That says, when you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. And we have to couple that, like you said, seeking after the giver of all good gifts and not just the gifts. 
And that is when we come to that humble posture before, before the Lord, that comes to a place of vibrant faith because we, we know that the world has a moving target of what's expected of us, of prospering. It's a moving target of what prospering looks like. What even hope in America looks like is a moving target. But when we sit before the Lord and seek after him, that target is sure and steadfast and it does not move because of his word, because of worship and scripture and in prayer. So that is what, that is kind of really what I'm doing these days. Um, when I'm speaking at events and teaching and sitting with my girlfriend on the couch. I love it. And you know what? You're giving them the essential tools, like you said, to start that relationship with God, to build from. Because like you said, you can grab them and you can you provide the tools, but it's really up to us. God comes, it's like the invitation. You got to accept the invitation to meet with him daily. And so I think from our conversation today, we just want to encourage women to ask that question. What does a vibrant life look like for me? Because it's going to look different for all of us. Right, right. But it's really asking the big picture. Am I spending enough time with God? Am I truly positioning him first? Am I going to seek him and not the blessing? And I always share sometimes, don't seek the blessing, seek the blesser. Right. Are you staying in position and getting to know him, getting to know how, what he's doing in the midst of the chaos of life and the different things, just the bigger picture. And once we come to that place where we can walk alongside with him and just really embrace what he's doing, then guess what? We get to be vibrant. We get to illuminate his truth. We get to impact the home front, the community, people on our jobs. We get to walk in our purpose, in our calling. But guess what? We get to walk in them correctly because we're aligned and we're positioned with him. And when we do so, he gets to pour out. He gets to download in us exactly what he wants us to do. And we get to, at the end of the day, like you said, make him famous. Yeah. Make it about him and not about us. And that's really the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Yeah. I want you to share with our audience how they can connect with you online or on your website or find your book, as well as what does it mean for you to shine it forward in your daily walk? So I'm really most active on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H with an H, Sarah with an H, F Martin. My blog is liveitoutblog.com and you can find my book there or on Amazon. I have actually two books. My first book is for girls in their 20s. So that's a sweet book too. And then to shine forward. I love that question because I feel like it's such a part of my vernacular, but I've never really like heard that. I feel like I could best shine forward when I have placed margin in my day to sit and listen for the Lord, because I'm such a talker. I'm such a driven, like you and I, I think we, I think if we lived in the same town, we would be BFFs, like for sure. And we can be BFFs anyway, but like, you know, anyway, so shine forward. I, I can sit and be that kind of encourager, ex- exhorter. Is that a word? Ex- a person to grab women by the hand and take them and lead them to the presence of Jesus because I've, place margin in my life to do things like I do art just to sit and be creative and, and stir something in my soul. I sit and put margin in my life, just sitting quiet with the Lord. And and it looks different for everybody, but placing that margin in your day refills that space to then you can give out, out of abundance and not depletion. Love that. And so I want to encourage our listeners to do the same thing. 
ask yourself, what's that margin? What's that, what can that boundary that you can set? Because that's something I'm learning in my life because I am, I love to pour out. I love to give and to share. But I think when we get to the point where we're running empty, how can we give and pour? So creating that margin to hear from God, to just be in his presence is so key. So I love that so much. And thank you so much for just sharing all of these amazing nuggets. I can't wait to go back and listen. I've been trying to take notes myself, but ladies just realize you can catch all of these nuggets and get show notes. And I'll have all of Sarah links and access to her website on the show notes as well on my website. So be sure to share with your family and friends, because I think at the end of the day, this is about illuminating God's truth. And if we get to walk and empower others on our journey, guess what? We get to shine, shine it forward in little small ways. So again, thanks again for joining us, Sarah. And you guys, we will catch you next time on the She Illuminates podcast. Bye-bye. Are you ready to find clarity around your purpose and transform your vision into action? Join me for the six-week She Emerges Intensive, which includes one-on-one mentoring and strategy. Together, we will get clear on your why, core desired feelings, and who you want to serve well. We will formulate a faith-infused plan of action that includes laying out your monthly intentions and weekly tasks. Walk away with clarity, guidance, and support to take the next bold step of faith in your calling on God's terms. Schedule your free clarity call today at shamelevans.com forward slash she emerges.